0: Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, uh, live on Highland Radio, we're back via the podcast. I'm here with Joe Dex, as ever, Joe's keeping me right, Give me a bit of training, so bear with me if I, if I make a bit of a mess, i twiddling knobs and that. I'll be getting there as the weeks go by, but uh, Joe, I won't want to see you go, to be honest. I hope you stay around for a while yet, let me tell you. Um, what was I going to say? The uh, As I say, thanks so much for tuning in. Um, we're going to discuss all matters GE in the county and across the northwest, and of course, the big game, at a Donald Park yesterday, uh, pre-match, we had the honour of Dr McDade uh, by the St. Julian's Club. Uh, I spoke with Dr McDade, there'll be an interview coming up later. I also spoke with County Captain Patrick Mcver- McBerty, as I say, two interviews will be coming up later in the show. Now, just from the weekend there, Donegal ladies uh, losing again in the league. Uh, tough defeat against Cork for Maxie Curran's charges. Now, obviously a team in transition and a lot of experienced players to come back. In the Hurling, there was two games in the, in the Hurling Cup, our under-20s and 17s, were both defeated uh, by Derry in the pre-championship uh, competition. Our minor footballers who had a victory over Tyrone, uh, 12 points to 10. Good stuff from Kean Barrett's charges there. Now, as I say, I'm thrilled to say, or thrilled, should I say, my Galway friends would have said yesterday at the park, thrilled to be joined by a man here in studio that knows plenty about Galway, uh, having won a Hogan Cup there with Jarlis, uh, St. Jarlis at Chum years ago. Since then he's had a, a, a brilliant playing career with uh, club and County and he's now St. Unan's chairman. It's John Harn. John, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much, Brendan. Great to be here.
0: And joining us via Zoom, a man uh, that earns his cross with Irish news. Always insightful. He knows his GA. It's the one and only Cahar O'Keehan. Cahar, how are you, lad?
2: Good, Brendan, John. How's things?
0: Thanks for joining us, Cahar. Great, great stuff. John, just a word. Uh, yesterday... From a from a club perspective on on the park, we were blessed by the weather. There was a great buzz out in the park. Donegal, all our backs to the wall, and uh, it was a it was a another brilliant occasion and Letterkenny round round the Union's Club between you know the the pre match the the very entertainment and up in the clubhouse after it was a great day.
1: It was Brendan, yeah. I suppose from the club's point of view, uh, we were trying you know to. Market as honouring Dr. McDade and naming the stand. I know you have an interview coming up for Dr. James, so we won't dwell on that there too much. But no, it was great, Brendan, you know, for for the club. It's great for the club to be able to host the big inter county game once a year. And, you know, we get all the help from the volunteers. And as you say, the sun made it. It was a great day and great atmosphere in the stand there in the last five minutes. The place was hopping when Galway went up and all came down and Galway went up and we're just trying to get that last point. So it was great, great for the club, Brendan. The place looked well. Vincent and they always have it. Sparkling and Maya Green and Cahal and everyone, not, I don't want to start naming names because I'll leave someone out, but all the volunteers, yeah. you know, whatever club's the same, Brendan McCool's there, Bally Shannon when it's their turn, you know, everyone wants to put their best foot forward and, you know, showcase their facilities, so we were yeah. delighted with yesterday. And isn't, get...
0: isn't it funny, John, just to flip, you know, there was a lot of doom and gloom in Donegal last week, particularly, you know, after the second half against Monaghan, you know, we are like, where are we going? And just as the, as the week went on, or even actually for Monday, I was kind of thinking, you know what, we're at home, the home venues are counting a lot, and there was a different buzz from our team altogether. You see, yeah, and the full-back then but We're top drawer. It was probably one of our strongest lines of the pinch. And unusually, it was our forwards that maybe didn't uh, capitalise on, on the on the possession or chances
1: we had. Exactly, Ben. We had loads of possession. And, uh, no, I agree with you. Coming into the match, you know, I thought at the start of the week, where, you know, we looked very bad last week against Monaghan, that second-half collapse, and where we were going to get the scores and who was going to stand up. But, you know, I think, Ben, we are lacking a bit of quality there's a few men missing. Michael Murphy's, you know, retired. we're tired. You know, we're going to be mentioning that forever maybe, but maybe we have to <laughs> stop mentioning yes. it and just get on with it. And Paddy McBurdy been injured. So are a few setbacks, but... You know, you couldn't question the boys' commitment yesterday, Brendan, which is great. That's all you can ask. Like, if a team goes out and gives us it all and gets stuck in and shows a bit of hunger, you know, fair enough. Like, I've seen them against o- Oma against their own, Brendan, and they were very, we were shocking. You know, that's us call it spade a spade of We were shocking. Never even put a slap on their own or got stuck in. You know, and that's, that's disheartening for supporters. Mm. At least yesterday they went out and tried. If they had a good beat, if Conroy's point had it went over the bar... Fair enough. It had been, been hard to take, but you could have went home and said, "Well, these they got stuck, and they gave it a go." You know, they, you know, they had pride in the jersey, and that's what they did yesterday, and probably deserved to win it. Just didn't take our chances. Ben, I think it's something like thirteen whites and a couple into mm. of of the goalkeeper's chest yeah. and that. But you couldn't fault the Donegal players for their commitment, which is you know, which is admirable.
0: Yeah. And Kehar, just from the outside, you can give us the truth now. I know you always will. You can hit us hard if you want. I mean, one <laughs> twenty last week, you know, we talk about defence. Our issues seem to be at the back. We definitely tighten up 1-9. We can see that yesterday, as I say, created a host of chances along with it. But still, if you're looking at that league table, Kehar, you know, it's not looking great. You know, you have a tough game away the Armagh. And then, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, it's going to be difficult there because they're looking at us thinking... If they can beat us, that might put them in a position to, to stay up, Car. So, listen, still going to be a difficult uh, finish to the, for the league for Donegal?
2: It's a tough finish to the league. There's there's the, the good thing for Donegal is there's a lot of teams with tough finishes to the league and it's so tight. Uh, like Kerry are third on four points, throw on a bottom on two. So, there's so much wiggle room for anything to happen in the next three weeks that 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 plays into the, maybe the hands of a Donegal who, you know, have, have probably struggled a wee bit. Uh, I thought it was a great point yesterday. I thought you can look at it two ways. Been five points up in the first half, only taking a point, but from two points down, when they found themselves two points down, it was a great it was a great recovery to come back and get a draw out of it. Um, I'm sure they would have loved. The wind is the only thing. It's not it's not an easy place to go up to Armagh at the minute. Um they're they're gonna find it they're gonna find it tough up there in in the athletic grounds. I think I think Armagh of the sides that are threatened at the minute in the table, I think Armagh are the one that I would definitely say would get out of it. Um I think Armagh will will find their way out of it with with a degree of comfort. Um, I don't see them as, as really being relegation-threatened even though they're sitting third from bottom and, and three points because like, three of their four games have been away from home. Fixed list hasn't been too kind to them. Now they have Donegal and Galway both coming to the athletic grounds and then uh tour the and Park on the last day. So do, do I see Donegal winning on our man Saturday night? I don't. Um, and it leaves it then... Obviously of mayo at home and Roscommon away in your last two. You're gonna need at least two points out of that. Mm. Um the bubble burst a wee better on Roscommon yesterday. The bubble has shown no signs of bursting on Mayo. Um for Donegal I, I think they need I, I think realistically they probably need something out of Saturday night. And I don't know that they'll get it. Mm.
0: Listen no, that's that's <clears throat> that's a fair enough point. Um come back just to your our play yesterday and where our issues seem to be. You know, you've got to say Patton, another brilliant game, Curran, McCall, McCoggan, who looked like, you know, they we, we looked very explosive this morning. But that could happen, John. I guess we're maybe looking too deep in the different games where, oh, there's all these problems. The the, the four lads, particularly the three in the full back, then really stu- stuck to their men and stuck to their task yesterday. I no Galway obviously missing a couple of their better players, but can you see signs there, John? I mean, when we went... Um, the the What we went, uh, eight, was it eight up in the first half? we got Five up, sorry. Eight three, sorry, yeah. When we went, when that goal went in, John, you know, if we had a stabilised then that ball went down the pitch. Remember, Huey maybe could have grabbed it, it kind of yeah, was yeah, stuck at his yeah. feet. And I think the Donegal man got the hand out and nearly flicked it on to Tierney. Now, it was a great finish, Pat, could do nothing about it. If we had have been able to sit in that lead a small bit, John, you've seen such a different team in Donegal from the week previous. So there's still signs there, and I think Kehar's yeah, right. Listen, Arma. I think they were they, they were over-tactic. They, they got their tactics too much against Kerry, particularly when they were too up, John. They started to play keep ball. If they had a win for Kerry then, they were there to be beaten as well. So I don't think anybody's that far ahead of anybody else, but certainly that's a very settled, physical Armagh team. And it's something, I suppose... Then again, John, listen, as our team grows, there's going to be mistakes and issues, but that's the kind of game is going to bring us on. Let's say we could go up and compete, compete with Arman. I know that sounds yeah. like maybe something a few years ago you would never have said, but at the minute this team, if they're going up to uh, an Ironman side, as Guy was saying, they're a good, solid team, if we can come up and compete with them, and get, take something from the game, there's still a chance in the last two games.
1: I, I think so, Brennan. I think, you know, looking at it, Brennan, I think it's going to come down to the Roscommon game. You know, will five points keep us up? You know, and that's taking that we go to Roscommon needing a win on the last day, and I don't care how good Roscommon are going, you know, they're not world beaters. They're at our standard. We would should be very confident of going to common and beating them in the last day if we need to. Now whether five points keeps us up, I won't. We don't know. Uh, it's going to be hard in the athletic grounds, Brendan. It's going to be hard and and to beat Mayo when they're flying. But listen, we're hard to beat in Balbafé, So there's a few. You know when you write like someone asked me yesterday morning. Uh, and I said, you know, when any backs are to the wall, they can always come up with a performance that you don't expect. And I was hoping that's what we got yesterday, and that's what we did get because I wasn't expecting them to win. But I said, there's always a chance that they'll you know, they'll, they'll, they'll rise to the occasion. That's what they did. Uh, yeah, I think I thought Oshin Gallenbrand was was a big plus for us yesterday. I know he he came on, he, he started the the morning game too, I suppose. He needs a bit more game time, but he's a, he's a real threat, and he's a yeah. bit of drive about him. And he goes at the defense and you know, kicked a nice point with the left, one with the right, and you know. Can, Trying one a few frees, I think Jimmy Brennan's coming into a bit of form. But just our f- up front, Brennan, I think we struggled to break down the blank of the You know, it's a lot of the you know going out to the wing and the man coming off the shoulder and trying to break through. But we don't have a lot of power coming through the middle. You know, we just don't seem to have that power the way you know your big man from McDade there from uh, from Galway was driving through the middle a couple of times and got fouled. We seem to be lacking that there, but. And saying that, Ben, as Cair says, when we were two points down, we hadn't scored in the second half. I think there might have been 65 minutes on the clock, you know, when we hadn't scored in the second half. And we were looking, I couldn't see where we were going to get a score. So the boys dug in, you know, credit to Jason McGee. You know, he took on that last shot and put it over the bar. And, mm. uh, you and of know, course,
0: gallons before that, when we looked, they were yeah. out. We, we, looked, we were going to be beat at that time. Yeah. You know, the post conways yeah. kick at the end. So, listen, you. Uh, when you take it all in context, I think, John, the point, you've been happy enough in the end, even though missed chances aside you know
1: missed chances aside absolutely when you look back Brendan and and you look at uh, there's a few people on Twitter today with the the stats of the game and this predicted score on the amount of possession to Gall had. I think someone said it should have been 15-9 to any goal that should have been the score we had a lot more possession than Galway but at the same time Brendan a lot of our possession we can hold on to the ball a long time but we're going over and back over and back outside the 45 not making a lot of progress not looking very dangerous then we punch a hole, and, and unfortunately, yesterday just the shot selection, maybe a few times, was off, and we hit the post twice in the second half, which was unfortunate. So, you know, plenty to work on. So, you know, Paddy Carroll, overall, Ben, will take the point and 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 see where it leaves us at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, yeah, certainly. And listen, Carroll, I'm I'm really interested to hear your views on the the dairy revolution that's coming. I we're 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 looking across here with a bit a bit of fear of this Worry geller side and squad mm-hmm. he's he's uh, putting together. I'm going to get your views now just after this short break. All right. Yes, welcome back. I'm joined in the studio by John Harnon and Cahar O'Keehan on the line. Cahar, as I said just before the break there, this Derby scene, I was up at Owen Begg a couple of weeks ago uh, when they just annihilated uh, Meath and they've done the same to Kildare. Um, how do we read into this? Is you know this, this team, are they ready to have a tilt at the, at, at the Sam properly? What are, you, what are you reading into it versus the opposition that they've been playing in, in Division 2? And of course, with, with Dublin coming up next, maybe that'll be more of a, a barometer.
2: Well, that that's always the caveat—the fact that they're in Division Two and they're and they're playing teams who would be seen at this stage as as a level beneath them, largely, um, given that they're they're reigning Ulster champions. um champions. The league, obviously, Derry ended up in Division Four at a stage, and and are still fighting their way out of that that particular hole. But like, I think one win from the last three probably more than likely puts them up now. So, even should they lose to Dublin on Saturday, I think Derry will still go up go up comfortably enough, uh, but Dublin Dublin's probably a game that they would, I think they will relish, I know like tickets are already scarce um, mm. which is not, not the norm for for games in Derry, but I think Derry probably need that game as well because they could be lulling them on, uh, themselves into a false sense of maybe where they're at and Dublin aren't firing and maybe it won't Tell Derry exactly where they're at, either. But it'll give them a better indication than any other game that they'll play in Division Two, because obviously Kildare have fallen off the face of the earth. Um, they have to go to Cork on the last day. But whether there's anything riding on it by that stage, um, they mightn't get the game that they w- would like out of that. So this is the game that'll tell us where they're at in the grand scheme. And like I think they're they're right in there. Um, they're still the concern of whether you're just able to change it up. I think the problem in the All-Ireland semi-final last year was that you know, when they found themselves five or six points behind, they didn't really have a, an alternative. Um, there's nothing really to turf a ball in that. We don't have a Damien Comer. Uh, and it is, you know, they're so well coached. so well, they, they play such a, I know people might love looking at it, from a coaching point of view, it's an outstanding style of football, um, but it um, if if you're struggling in a game and if you're behind in a game, that's when the test will come for Derry down the line.
0: Mm. And tell me, just on just last year, you know, so much made about McGuigan up front. Do you see that, um, you know, every team needs at least a double uh, pronged attack with, you know, you would hope for maybe three or more if you can get it, but Ethan Doherty, is he, is he the real deal, Kehar, in terms of be in that second uh, scoring forward. That's going to, you know, help Derry along with McGwigan?
2: Well, I think Ethan, to be fair, Ethan probably not so much in that role, but but he's certainly a scorer of goals. Um, the way the way that he runs angles and he's so direct. Every time he gets the ball, he's looking for the black spot. Um, he will hurt teams. He definitely will score goals. He's not going to be a fellow that's going to kick six points in a game ever, um, but. He's such a big goal threat, but I suppose Niall Lachlan has been in there and chips away with a few scores, but probably the man that's been badly overlooked. and Benny Heron, you know, I just watched the Kildare game last night when I came home from, from Clonus, and Benny Heron could easily have had a hat-trick in the first half, hit the post, keeper made a great save, fired one just over the bar. Like, he literally could have had a hat-trick. Um, and Benny you know, I, I think teams maybe still take Benny lightly and he's such a goal threat in there. He got big goals and big games last year as well and he's carried that on again. A different type of forward. And as I say, Derry don't have a comer that they can turf it at into the sky and, and hope for a rain on or, or, or that type of a player. But there's enough of a goal threat about them that, you know, the idea of Derry being a defensive team or not a big scoring team is, is complete nonsense. At, at this stage, the style in which they play, the way in which they build scores is maybe different, but they're a big scoring team. And
0: mm. tell me, Carrie, they get the bounce out of that minor winning All Ireland team, you know, likes so a young Murray and O'Loughlin. Obviously, McAvoy there's slotted in at full back, allowing them to have Rogers always out the pitch. I see he chipped them at the point the last thing. Just on the defence, just a quick look at the table the way they've only conceded 35. They're way ahead of anybody in the four divisions defensively. So there's something, building, there's something building something yeah. building there, Car, isn't there? I mean, obviously listen, they had a brilliant season of Ireland Champions, we know that. We just thought in that semi, maybe they were a bit limited, but they seem like they are building a serious squad there to maybe have the answers in a, in a game like that.
2: Yeah, look, they have the best defence in Ireland across the four divisions at the moment. They had the best defence in Ireland last year across the four divisions. Haha. <laughs> it's no surprise that 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 is the the foundation on which they're they're building things. But you know, the, the I suppose the promising thing out of the All Ireland minor team, Rory kind of took what he wanted earlier. Owen McAvoy's been thrown in, done brilliantly at fullback. Uh this year and that's allowed Brent Rogers to go and play at midfield. Nothing you know, they've nothing else off that team in terms of the starting fifteen at the minute yet. Matthew Downey will come through, Mark Doherty, Niall O'Donnell, Lachlan Murray are on the panel, mm. but there's no, nobody else starting. So that team is yet to come through. And obviously, the Derry have a, been a big feature at, at minor level for about six, seven years. You know now, where they've had Ulster titles and Ulster finals. and it's not, it's not just one, it is just one All-Ireland winning team, but there's loads of strong minor teams that have come through. So you talk about a conveyor belt, you know, Derry should, by rights, only get stronger over the next five or six years and that you know Chrissy McKegue Chrissy McCague's the only thirty plus I'm oh, sorry Benny Heron as well. Chrissy and Benny are the only thirty plus in the team. So
0: I think you know, Chrissy's gonna go on forever, I would imagine. <laughs>
2: Chrissy will play till he's seventy, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. Chrissy Chrissy is a while to go yet. So look there there's it's, there's a good few years of road left in the in the team but it's so you don't know the factors who who gets injured, who goes there, who who travels where, Rory Gallagher stays, all that. Hmm. You don't know what the future holds, but at the minute it looks bright. I'm just
0: wondering, care about the people in Derry who who voted against them now? <laughs> I'd Say they're keeping their head well, down. Uh,
2: well, you know? like uh, it's a it's a funny thing. Like obviously it rares its had the odd time. Yeah. The uh, the pro- the the protest and the fight was never. To be fair, it was never against Rory Gallagher. And there would have been wee bits and pieces. You would have heard people saying, ah, we're going to play this early defensive football and and that. But th- the the issue was the process by which the county board went about appointing him. It wasn't the man himself. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't that it was Rory Gallagher. It was the way that it was done was the issue. And I suppose Rory then, by virtue of being the man, sort of got dragged into that. Right. But do do you know both- what? Uh, in favour.
0: Well, like, yeah, I forgot about that side of it, Kerry. I thought it was more just about him himself. Aye, that's an interesting good man. Uh, John, Roy Gallagher's basically taking the Jim and playbook. He's got a hungry young team. We've heard about the training. Now, I would say, along with the drilled nature, they're better players than the likes of uh, Meath and Kildare. They're physically on another level. They are so close to professionalism and what they're doing. You know, is that just something you can take for a team for... Four or five years and just go at that. Can that last long term? Do you think, or is that is that disrespectful to say to Rory? Because obviously the a big hand in not at that time, but it's certainly pretty much the same. The same yeah, idea.
1: It's, it's, it seems to be the the same playbook, Brendan, doesn't it? that comparison is going to be made about? Did he go on eleven with McGuinness coming? You know, winning the first Ulster title and getting. Close to Dublin and then coming back in twelve and having developed their game a bit more and, and blowing everyone out of the water and that hard hard running and and you know super fit and that seems to be what Rory Gallagher's doing with Derry. Like he's got them super fit. He's got a young hungry team and when you get a bit of success, Ben, it's it's easy to keep it going. And as Cahar said, the age profile of the team is very good. Certainly, Ben, you can only do that for so long. We've seen the you know, the, you know, the drawbacks of that in Donegal, where a team comes just comes to a natural conclusion. They're burned out. They're done out. But, you know, you have to temper that, Ben, with Donegal and Derry. They don't have, we don't, Derry won All Ireland, Denegal have two. So, you know, you can't give out about, you know, Jim McGuinness burning lads out. He got, he got, he, he won us an All Ireland. We nearly won a second one with him. You know what I mean? Like, in our 130 years or whatever's going on. So, same with Derry. Like, if Ori Gallagher can get one All Ireland, I'd say they'll, you know, they'll take it for the next 50 years, maybe, because you don't know when the next one's coming, if you'll ever get one. So, uh, it, it it probably can't be sustained, Ben, and, and you know for amateur players to train mad like that there, but they certainly will do it for three four years, and if they're getting a bit of success, it, it's it's easy to keep it going because the boys are hungry and the boys that come behind are hungry. So, yeah, you know it'll be interesting to see how they're going. Like there's a lot of people, Ben, on Twitter and that, and saying that they're the best coach team in the country. You know, so that's uh, going to be interesting to see how can kind they of kick on a wee bit further this year. You know, mm. because there's no doubt, Ben, that they, they were. Disappointing against Galway, and that, you know, when it was put up to them and, and that all iron semi final, they just couldn't, as Cahar said, they were kind of a one trick pony. And once that didn't work, you know, they didn't seem to have a plan B up this street. But I'm sure this year, you know, no more than McGuinness in 2011, Donegal developed, and I'm sure Rory is working away quietly there with Derry, and, and they're going to have something up this street for the summer.
0: Certainly. So uh, hang on, Cahar, there, just after this break, I want to throw a question to you just about our friends in Tyrone and the woes that they're facing back after these breaks. Welcome back, welcome back. As I say, I'm joined by John Harn in the studio, Caro Keane on the line. Caro, I just saying to you before the break there, um, this cloud that's hanging over Tyrone shows no sign of uh, going away. You know, another poor performance. Now, admittedly, this and Mayo were flying, buried them with goals. Um, you know, uh, Logan, Fergal Logan coming out and saying this, we need to find a way to win and find it quick. And, and they do certainly, Cahar, in many ways, that the, the recent success that All-Ireland victory is now, I suppose, working against them in this current season in terms of people going, well, where is that? Where is it All-Ireland in team? Where, where is it going wrong? What, what What's your take on it?
2: Yeah, funny. Look, I had a good study of them last week, sort of trying to look at certainly what's wrong on the pitch at the minute. Um, and there's just, well... When I looked at them last week, what I saw was a we a lack of urgency about them and a lack of pace about the way that they were attacking teams and just very ponderous and they were they weren't hurting anybody and yeah you know, watching the game on Saturday evening the the first seventeen minutes were the best seventeen minutes that Toronto played this year they only got three points out of it which was the downside they, they should have had more but they played some real fast nice stuff the problem was that as soon as Mayo got the first goal. You could see how false all of that confidence was, you could, and and that tells you that there's a massive drain in their confidence at the minute. Like they, as soon as the the first goal and then all of the energy and all of the pace that they brought the first 17 minutes just went completely out of the game, and they ended up getting beat by 10 points, and it could have been more. And I mean, it's, it is it's really worrying for them because you know at this stage they've you know. W- where, where do they fix it because they've had so long now to fix it it's been going on since the first since they came home off the team holiday last <laughs> year where you keep waiting for Tyrone to reappear and it went on dragged on through the league and you thought "What will come in championship it didn't come in championship you thought well sure they'll get the winter they'll fix it for the start of next year they haven't fixed it they now face Kerry at home they have Monaghan and Clonus, where Monaghan very very seldom lose and then they have Armagh on the last day I, I find it hard to see Tyrone staying up Mm. Um, the way that things are going. I don't see them... I don't see them beating Kerry on, on the weekend, but that is the thing with Rowan. It's there. You know, the, the Common League game at the start of this year was the first time since the All-Ireland Final that they had fewer than 14 of the players that they used in the All-Ireland Final on the field. So... Mm. You know, there's a load of subs have left, and that has definitely affected their training quality and their A and B games and all that stuff. But there's still enough there for a core of a Throne team to be doing so much better than they're doing. And it just, you know, there's obviously a mass. When you watch them Saturday evening, there's a massive of
0: confidence there. And Kerry, you you'd think in last year with with the way the season ended, you know, I don't remember. Now I know there's been different ways that the championship has happened in last season, but I don't remember all Ireland champions being beaten. You know, and having a second chance being beaten again. Maybe you know more than me. You do obviously know a lot more than me. That's that's your that's your game. But I can't remember now. If he if he said that after a poorish league, surely that was enough to give them the the kickstart. It's as if they've the same hangover, and this season is so hard to. Put your finger on it. You know, that day we played them, we were very out of sorts and they kind of bossed us and they were just better at what they did. And it was a very kind of routine performance. I felt under heart, you know, for years, they seemed to be playing under a bit of a cloud. There wasn't a proper expression and all that. And then I say when when the two lads uh, took over, there seemed to be that bounce from them. And see, you, you forgive them for last year. But I just can't see what uh, is the issue this year. Surely there must be that same uh, core in there to, you know, as you were saying whatever about subs leaving in A and B games. The core of an, an all Ireland modern team is is on that pitch, and you're just wondering, surely that experience stands to them that they can produce performances. We're just not seeing them.
2: It should. It should. Um, obviously one of the big issues they've had, like for me, one of the big things that Fergal Logan and Brainduer did when they came in was, was moving Peter Hart into the half back line. I thought he was outstanding when they won the All-Ireland. He was, he was maybe their best player over the, over the course of the All-Ireland winning season. Um, and he played in a role and it was built around a, a you know, a very strong defensive unit, but, but at the minute, they're absolutely way to the world defensively. They're, you know, they're getting ripped apart down the middle. They're not really playing to any system. And so it's, it's hard for the individuals to shine. Like even, yeah, I was really impressed with Cal McShane in, in January in the McKenna Cup. I saw him in the flesh against Derry and I know it's McKenna Cup, but I thought there's a fella who, who's had a lot of injury troubles, looked really, really sharp. I think he kicked five points from play in big the night Derry played them. Um, and he played the first half of the Roscommon game at full forward against the one. Tyrone never kicked him a ball. He touched the ball four times in the first half and took off at half time. Come out against Donegal, played on the 45, playing five yard hand passes square, not hurting Donegal. Again, his first 17 minutes on Saturday evening were angry, ran over the top of a couple of Mayo defenders, but then his finishing let him down on a couple of occasions and his performance fell away and kind of symptomatic of the whole of, of Tyrone's performance. So, they're not getting the best out of the players that they have, for sure, whether that's the players themselves, whether it's the positioning. But also, you know, you can't be conceding the kind of goals yeah. one or conceded at the minute. Like Mayo literally ran right through the middle of them. I know the Hessians was a lovely finish, but how easy was it? to walk in there far, far too easy. And they, they have that to fix before they fix anything else.
0: Yeah, a lot of things to fix. So uh, you listen. Uh, work in progress. You should. It's Cahar, listen. Thanks very much for joining us this evening. That as ever, I'll catch up with you as the as the season goes on and the the serious ball starts to be played.
3: No
2: bother. Thanks, lads.
0: Appreciate it. that's Carr. Okay, in there. Every news columnist, great to talk from. Great to talk to him this evening. I say at the top of the show there. I spoke with Donegal captain Patrick McBurnie after the game yesterday. I'll get him clicked on here now. Joe's going to give me a hand. <laughs> good man, Joe. Good old Patrick guy. Okay. He gives us a wee update on his uh, his current injury and where Donegal are at right, uh, after the game.
3: I thought we were the better team overall. Uh, ten minutes to go there, it didn't look good. Um, if you were to give me the draw then, I would have taken it. Um, if you give me the draw with with Paul I standing over the free at the end, I would have taken it. But I think if you look back in the game, I think we were probably <clears throat> five, six point better team um, second half just those those wides and Aye. the balls dropped short really killed us. but this is another point on the board and it, and it makes next Saturday night against Armagh even, even bigger
0: yeah but a lot of wides in the game and you're right you can point to so many reasons why we could have won the game but then at the end we were, we were clinging on a small but um, just after last week the second half you know a bit of doom and gloom about it it's, it's a fairly kind of inexperienced defence but we, we grew into the game today much like we did at Bal Buffet and really the home venue as we seen last week all the home teams winning the home venue counted so much today in terms of the crowd getting behind you and that we bit of energy coming back into the team
3: uh, momentum today was massive um, you know I suppose we didn't get that in Clonus last week um, I felt it started with the full back line there Brendan uh, Mark Corn, and Keelan did their jobs Every, any ball that went in it, it came out and it's supposed to give us a platform and uh, we'll go into Armagh next week with a, with a bit more pep in our step because it's going to be a massive challenge you know we have seen there last night on the TV Armagh very physical side and uh, one of on the one of the favourites for Ulster, rightly so. so.
0: Yeah, in fact, listen, I was delighted to see you getting the captaincy, and, and of course, most experienced man in there and a, a, certain, a definite leader in the dressing room. Then made the horror news about the hamstring. Um, what's, what's the update on, on
3: where you're at? Um, update, really. Uh, it just happened in uh, second half of the Throne game. Um, went for a scan. Uh, it was off the bone, so had to go to London for a consultation. Uh, last two weeks ago and um, booked in for surgery there so had surgery last Tuesday so at the minute leg brace for six weeks and uh, yeah it's going to be it's going to be a good Good bit into the championship before before I'll be kicking the ball, I, I would say, you know. Yeah, is
0: it is it realistic, Freddie, to think you could come back and play in the championship? I mean we're all hoping you do, but is it realistic between the time the layoff and getting back to kind of that type of sharpness? C- can you aim for something? Is it is that something that's possible?
3: Uh it's probably gonna be the round robins round robin games. Listen, that's been realistic. Um I was given a four to five month uh timeline, so I'll be pushing for the four, obviously, but um listen. It's one man, down, next man up. Really, listen. It doesn't matter really who it is. There's there's good young lads in there, and they're 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 really really hard workers. Listen, it's disappointing, no doubt about it. And all I can do is try and stay in the best best shape I can, get back as quick, quick as I can, and you know if we are still in the competition, to, to still be there thereabouts. I still expect us to do well in Ulster Championship. That's the kind of that's what that's what we aim for in that group. There's no reason why we still can't go on to Ulster, you know. So um, it's just about me. Doing the best I can in terms of myself, and then trying to lead the boys on from from a different kind of. Um, you, angle, still, you still have that role to play. Yeah, this, you know, you're, I was you're lucky. Good. I was lucky enough for the lads to, to give me the role they did, and um, I still feel feel I have something to give that way. But um, this will still be a training every every night, beat every game, and uh, you know hope I can give them something that way. So if we could, if we could win one of the next two games, there's still a chance we could stay in the league. Yeah, listen, I suppose ourselves and I think they're on three as well. Uh, that makes it a massive game. Am um, I right with that? Three on three. Um, so yeah. it's a massive game and then we've Mayo then at home so that's another uh, game in McCool Park so listen, it's all to fight for listen, um, we're right there um, so uh, we're probably not going to be up near the top of it but you know, in terms of maintaining our Division 1 status I think we're very, very much in the race Yes,
0: good man Patrick we wish him a speedy recovery uh, John, we'll play this week clip now John hearn has been meditating here he's been waiting patiently we're going to hear from the famous Jimmy the Doc uh, after he had the stand Named after him in donald Park yesterday. Here's what he had to say.
4: Well, I am exceptionally, if that's the right word, it wouldn't explain how honoured I would be to to have my my name associated with the St. unan's Club. After all this, uh, after all this time, came here in '77, but never ever expected anything uh, such as this. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's a tremendous honour. I, as I said on my on the smart short speech I had over there, I, I had. A, I was just wondering, is this this actually happening, you know, so I said, you know, here I am, but I am standing here, I'm looking at that wall over there, and my name is on that on on that wall, on that plaque on that wall over there, so it must be true, and with that you know, as I said, I'm I'm deeply honoured to the St. Unions Club and to in general the people of Donegal uh, for for honouring me such and there's one thing I would say about Donegal people uh, you know, even in my time in medicine and even in my time in the ...in the doll and whatnot. Uh, I've always found that if you do something for Donegal people... ...you'll never be forgotten. And, uh, you know, however that may be... The, the ...you know, you're invited to A, B or C or whatnot... But you know, this, this here is, uh, puts a cap on everything. You know, your name is uh, on the wall there, and uh, it's, vis- it's visible from, actually, two or three of the walls down there. Uh, the, the opening date is, is, is written there. So, I mean, they've done everything here in St. Eunens, and really, I owe the St. Eunens Club an awful lot, because, as I said, the Donegal people in general, but your own club in particular, it's nice to be honoured by.
0: Yeah, well, we might say we owe you an awful lot between the life and the medical profession, helping everybody in the Lederkine area. you Life in the G A, and of course you get into politics became a TD went all the way to the cabinet to minister and when you were a minister Jimmy you helped so many sporting organisations in the county and I suppose that's the good will that come back to you no more so than our club here St. Unans you had a massive part to play in St. Unans over the year but certainly Jimmy been in a position to help so many over your time must must give you a, a great feeling and, and to be honoured here today I mean the honour's all all ours to be honest Jimmy
4: Well I, I go back to what what I said and what you've actually said as well whenever you actually- actually uh, do something for Donegal people you 're always inclined to get you 're always inclined to get it back and and as, and that is the, that has a fact but when, at the time that I was in politics, which is the most of the time when you had a few bob um, to spend uh, you know I was conscious of the fact that uh, that's you, you know uh, Health in general is how fit you are and how you keep yourself, and how. And it's okay from people coming in and saying, "Oh, you know, I've got, I'm not feeling too well, what not." But you you also have to look after yourself, and fitness is one of the best things that you can do. It, and you can take a look here. We have the facility here, but that building over there, which is built by the county council, that building there actually came to something over twenty two million at the time. It's now one of the finest, one of the finest buildings you'll you'll find anywhere. It is the largest. uh, from regards to the pools and all the, no, those this, type of facilities yeah, yeah. that you have there is one of the best and uh, a, uh, this little part of the town here uh, turned out to be an exceptionally uh, very very good place to actually be putting your investments because you've got everything On the on the on on site here, and we have another pitch coming up down the road there now.
0: You know, I suppose as you mentioned at the start, you know that all the changes you've seen at the club here, all the characters that you've met and played with, and had great times with. You know the changes you've seen over the years here at, at the club and around the club area.
4: Well, probably no club. I'm not so sure any any, any club. In, in Donegal has seen more changes than than St. Eunan's have, and and and, and they are all for the better. But there's always been a, the population has always been here, so there was you could see a lot easier for it to do it in Letterkenny than perhaps in a lot of other a lot of other clubs. But there was there was, there was tough times here. I mean, when I remember when I came here, first of all, uh, the the clubhouse here there was, there was absolutely nothing here. I think there was a tennis court there was where the clubhouse was now, and the the, the dressing with us all we had was a dressing room which had upstairs and downstairs and cold water shower and a
0: percent them. coming from it and all that's one of my Biden memories yes, exactly it, a me. per
4: is coming from it all and I remember one time coming in here when I was vice chairman I think it was and we, we, we proposed that we would actually build a clubhouse and it took quite a lot of per- persuasion at the time but I do remember a great character there Bobby Murray at the time and Bobby was a, a, one of the elder statesmen of the club and uh, I said well, you know what are we going to Bobby I put up excuse me Mr Chairman I was the chairman at the time, yes. He said, excuse me, Mr. Chairman, he said to me, and I can still hear him, what are we going to do with this with this changing rooms? And I said to him, Bobby, I said, you know, we're going to let the crows fly through it. And Bobby <laughs> said me, no, that's been Termin, man, They're going to come in here and change, <laughs> that's all right. I can still hear his words. They always, they always come back to me when I, whenever I see the, the, the ground here now, you know, that you had the characters like that who were, who, 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 felt that they were the ones that were running the thing there not that there was any antipathy but I, I remember it took a while for to get it but Bobby was one of those great characters that were there of course you had other ones like you had McGeehan and you had Harms uh, uh, well, well you had Dodo and all them there yes. and Mickey Sweeney God of Mercy and who's, who's, his funeral John Hannigan and all those people uh, terrific job. Uh, yeah a terrific team's down through the years yeah uh... it's
0: it's interesting Jimmy that you know we talk about sport and and what it is and and all the playing that's on the pitch but your memories of it is very much everything outside of that you know the characters you met the people the times that you had you know the sport of course is what we all train for and play for but really GA clubs and and what was created here and what you were such a part of it's so much bigger than anything that, that happens on the pitch
4: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, uh, they're, 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 there's, there's, well, there's so many different uh, differences here now. They've got so many different teams here now, and of course, as I said again beforehand, the, the population is a huge population from which to draw them from. But the characters, yeah. I mean, the, the characters when they are like Joe Winston and Frankie Campbell and Joe, you know PG Hoy, uh, people like that. They are they would have kind of the characters that I grew up with. We, okay, we played a bit of football as well. Uh, Does at, Leslie McGarigan get a wee bit? Leslie McGarigan as well. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I better, not. put Leslie. Oh no, Leslie Leslie McGetkin was of of (laughs) course there, and I I wish him well. Yeah, (laughs) another one. Yeah, I wish him well, and I hope he's doing well. And uh, he 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 congratulated me there on by by. By phone or text or whatever it is, you know, when when, when this was announced and you know, so there's still uh, still not don't keep in touch much um, much now, but certainly would always get an odd call from him and vice versa, you know, still so those. Yeah, well, listen, as a union's man, Jimmy, I just want to. Well, on. it's good to have yourself here as well. You you're an exceptional well, addition to the team. Don't well, I, I mean, up. I'm not blowing job, but. you up oh, she might cut that, part you, out you, you're, goes you're, to it, but You were an exceptional addition <laughs> to the team. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, you were you were you were, you were absolutely fearless. You know you. Actually, nearly reminded me. You know, we, Mickey, Mickey Sweeney was uh, oh, was yeah, what we called Mickey was a fellow who got the ball in his hands or his chest, and Mickey just turned and headed for goal. And <laughs> That's that, it. That's I down head in head way. Head down and just call him head the ball. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've been called that a few times. Yeah, to uh, I mean, right? be all right, yeah. but I uh, know. But I mean, the addition of people like yourself and whatnot. I mean, they all it was. It was you know a really good team. And, good and, time, and so. you had te- you had people like you know exceptional players like yourself, county players, you know, usual county players, and you know they, they were. Developed so, and you know, okay, the facilities are one thing, but you have to have the players as well. That's it. That's it. Jimmy, so, mean, listen again. Congratulations on the on that's the strong.
0: stand. In honor of you, much appreciated. You have a good evening. We're all going back into the clubhouse now. There's a bit of a Killy band. going on there. there. Is, we'll we'll shoot that. the yeah, breeze. Yeah, yeah. There'll be a um, few more stories. I might leave this uh, mic on, <laughs> Jimmy. Do that.
4: Thanks very thanks much, Brandon. You, Appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, I didn't leave the mic on, but uh, I was shouting away, John. You can hear <laughs> my voice. was a big night. You were allowing me for most of it. John, I, I want to get your words on Jimmy just after this break. All right, hang about a minute. Thank you. Yes, Jimmy the Doc, what a man. Uh, John, brilliant yesterday for the club to be able to honour him.
1: It was, Brendan, a, a great day. And as we said here at, the, at the start of the programme, you know, the weather made it and, and, and a good occasion and a big crowd. And Donegal got the point. So everyone went home happy. And as you say, we had a big night in the clubhouse and the sisters there. So great day for the club, Brendan And, uh, you know, no more than what the man deserved. And, uh, you know, I think on behalf of the club, I think, you know, in some ways we're trendsetters, Brent, because it, 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 it's. Uh, there's a brave move to go ahead and name the stand after someone that's still alive. It seems not to be not the thing to do unfortunately, too often people wait until the man that they want to honor or the woman or whatever is, is dead and gone and they can't they can't you know bask in the glory of it like if you just look across the road bri like that the athletic track is called after Danny McDade and Danny's still fit and healthy and going strong and, and why not he was yeah. a double olympian for for Ireland and the man's but his life and soul on to Letterkenny Athletics and the track's named after him and so and, and why not so why not the Dr James McDade stand when he's still there because you know he did do, there's no doubt Brendan like i said this over the last week in different places on newspapers or whatever that the stand wouldn't be there without him it's as simple as that you know the club didn't have that kind of money to go and build a facility like that we had money surely to build the two new pitches and upgrade things and we would have built small threshers or whatever but only for only for the doctor at that time as Minister for Sporting to give us the backing and tell us to go ahead and plan for it and, and put in the plan and application and X, Y and Z and he would back us, he would make sure that the money was there for us. So it was brilliant and there's no doubt about it. And that, and that allowed uh, inter-county football to come back to Adolin Park. I think the last game was in 1972 and then I suppose more games started to go to, to, to McCool Park. It started to become the main county ground. And then once the stand was built and we got the, the place up and running again and going well, we came back, I think, in 2007, that great day that you had the great game against Kerry. I think that was the first game back in O'Drallon Park since 1972. So for the town and the businesses and the club in Everton, it's a great lift, as I said, to have that one big day every year where, where, you, where you get to host the county the the county team in a National League game. But I think, Ben, as the weekend has gone on, and here and talking to a few people today, and, you know, there's definitely a sense that, St. Julian's was, was honouring Dr. McDead, kind of even on behalf of the people of Derek yeah. Kenny and you know people of Donegal, and sure. it wasn't just ourselves that were doing it. You know, a lot of people thought it was, it was very fitting, and you know, I think we've always been trendsetters, Brendan, the club. I think you know we're progressive in that point of view that we don't sit back and you know, follow the herds, you know, we're we're big enough to make our own decisions and sometimes bold decisions and, you know, we're not afraid to press on. And That's what I like about the club. There's good people there and they're always looking to drive it on and they're not afraid to make the hard decisions and I think, you know, naming on the stand was a bold one because we don't think anyone else has done it around the country. So mm. it might set a trend, Ben, where all our clubs or whoever think that, you know, there's people in their community or whatever that deserve it and please God that, you know,
0: It It was a brilliant idea, John. And you know, I've, I've seen so many things over the time. But see, as Jimmy walked down, you know, standing with Charlie Harvey, it was so great to see him out there. You know, and just talking to him and seeing him there, and you know, everything. There's so many club stalwarts around there. But as Jimmy walked down, his family were all there. There was a bit of emotion from him. But the warmth from the crowd there, John. If we video it on the phone there, you know, there was such a nice feeling. Uh, you know, you're yeah. on a bit. I was saying last week about the bit of doom and gloom, and that suddenly, from even uh. from that point of view, you were back to saying, yes, and results in the pitch and all that. Of course, that's what we're we're always aiming for. But this is over and above. And and yeah. in many ways, Jimmy had done many things for many sporting organisations, but it was felt, It was felt more like a Donegal thing, nearly. Yes, that we
1: were thinking. Yeah, exactly, and, and it was just—it wasn't just a St. Junior's thing, but a wider letter Kenny thing, and and the town, because I even read there, Brendan, in the paper last week, where uh I think Donald Coy, the councillor, you know, nominated that the new road out by the Clan there, or uh, you know, be named after Tommy Murphy, a local resident who's still there, long time businessman Tommy, and rightly so, and you know, why why not? Because as I said, we wait too often till till the people are gone, and, and then it's maybe only their family that can get the recognition. So it was lovely to do it for the doc and. You know, it went down well, and we've got great feedback from it. So, you know, on to the next, as he said, on to the next project. Now we're we're but we're getting the. Uh Diggers ready to go and for the new pitch down at the back of the uh, uh, of the training pitch. So we're getting a new pitch there. With and how does it, does
0: that happen, John? Purely from is it is it fundraising and part do you, you apply for grants or how we, does it? We, we got we
1: got the we got the sports capital grant last year, Ben, for one hundred and fifty thousand. So that'll go a good bit towards it. And we've we had we had the we had the cards all there before Christmas, was it? I'm getting mixed up now. Yeah, before Christmas, Ollie Harvey was pushing that as always. Ollie, so there's a bit of money in the bank, Ben, but it'll soon be spent once the diggers come in and. You know, no doubt there'll be something then again for us to raise money for. But we'll keep going and listen. But every every the every GA club's the same. Like Terminal down there now with voluntary labour, you see them there on, on Facebook, they're building a big massive new clubhouse and you know, fair play to them. And it's everyone's driving on and building new pitches and convoy of a big draw there going to So everyone's, you know, we're all we're all the same. You know, we're all trying to Trying to uh, just better the thing and everyone's in the same boat and just work hard and keep it going. And you no, know, so I always say, better keep GA alive in there at Kennedy. That's our main objective is mm. to drive on Gaelic games because there's a lot of competition out there. Provide the facilities for the youngsters and let them enjoy it.
0: Yeah, we all you Harvey about you'll, you'll never be too far wrong either, John. If there's a man to keep things going, it's ollie hey boy.
1: That's the man. Aye,
0: aye. John, listen, thanks so much for coming up this evening. That was fantastic there, John Hearn. St. Union's Chairman. That's wrapping up the show again tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank my guests, of course, John Carol Kane that joined us on Zoom. Um, the interviews we had from Jimmy McDade, of course, and County Captain Paddy McBurdy. Stay tuned, of course, for Jimmy and Paul the Monday night sessions. I want to thank Joe Dex, of course, for producing the show, Head of Sport, Oshin Kelly. I'll speak to you all next week.